Hey, welcome back to another episode of Books and Brooms, the official Harmony podcast. As always, I'm your host, the Above Average Joe, and I've got Lauren with me again. Hi, guys. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. That's right. Yeah, we're doing a special episode in honor of this very important day in Harry Potter mythology. Lauren, why don't you tell the, tell the audience what we've got in store for them today? So we're going to be talking about um, the um, ideas that we've got for um, Halloween costumes that Harry and Hermione could wear. We're going to be talking about the uh, Julie, vers- uh, Julie Meets Harmony um, fic challenge over on the Discord. Um, we are also going to be um, looking into some of the parallels between James and Lily and Harry and Hermione. Um, and what's the other thing you mentioned? I've just gone completely blind. Some Halloween fan art from the from the Discord as well. Nice. So it sounds so it should be a good episode. Yeah, here's hoping. <laughs> All right, so let's dive into the the fun stuff, the Halloween costumes. You want to? Do we want to start off with uh, Harmony Kids or what Harry and Hermione would do themselves? I think Harry and Hermione would do themselves, and then as uh, we think up more ones, then we can possibly go into the kids. Okay, now I gotta think. <laughs> I mean, one of the ones that I always figured they would probably do is something from Jane Austen. So whether it's um, Emma and Knightley, or Elizabeth and Darcy, or um, Captain Wentworth and The Heroine of Persuasion, which I've just gone completely blank on. And it's one of my favourite books as well. Um, damn it. But something, something Austin-esque, I think. Ooh, I could see that, especially at, at Hermione's suggestion. Yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, obvi- for obvious reasons, I don't think Harry would be inclined to do a lot of celebrating on Halloween. No. So I, I think most of the most of the Halloween stuff would probably be at Hermione's urging if yeah. only to get Harry out of his own head. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but also I think they might not do anything on the day, but they could possibly go to parties or something. Um, oh, yeah. So they I'm just trying to think myself. Um, one of the good ones that I saw was that uh, which um, I think involved kids um, was the Wizard of Oz. Hmm. That's um, a- and there was also one which was Narnia as well. I think I saw, which was really cute. That's interesting. I could see Harry dressing up as like as a Muggle and just just and just saying that he's going as a Muggle. Hmm. Which would most likely get an eye roll and a groan from Hermione, but yeah, I mean, the one that I actually just saw on Facebook, which um, I think Harry would probably get a kick out of, um, is just him dressing up in a suit, and any kids that he sees dressed up as superheroes, you say to them, "I'd like to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative." <laughs> uh, him pulling the Coulson. That yes. Would- that would be interesting. Especially with the kids. I think he'd love doing it with the kids. 
Yeah, no, I think he would definitely be in it for, I think once he and Hermione had kids, his attitude towards Halloween as a whole would, would change. <laughs> Again, understandable that, that Halloween really sucks for him. Yeah, pretty much. But, um, I'm just trying, I mean, you mentioned they the could kids. also possibly do something from, um, like magic culture so for example do something from the tales of beetle the bard um obviously they're not going to do um the tale of the three brothers for obvious reasons mm-hmm. um but there's they mentioned other tales so cavity um, rabbity yeah <laughs> um but, okay you know, but who who's the cackling stump like <laughs> luna probably actually I'm not going to be able to unsee that now. And in fact, when you men- when you mentioned uh, Wizard of Oz, all I could think of was Luna's lion headdress. <laughs> oh God, that would be so much fun. Well, I just think that they would. I think all of Harry's friends would potentially, or everyone who knows Harry, would potentially have a lot of fun with it and enjoy trying to get him out of his own head. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and also it's an excuse to show off magic because they can do all sorts of stuff that we potentially couldn't. So that makes an awful lot more things feasible unless you want to put sort of cosplay, co- words? cosplay level effort into it. Oh, f- f- well, for if they were doing cosplay level effort for it, I guarantee someone's brewing Polyjuice Potion all of September. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> like someone, oh. someone of the Weasley persuasion oh probably doing that. Somebody would end up dressing as Snape. You know, I would laugh my ass off if it was Neville. Yes, it. I, I, I would laugh my ass off if older adult Neville dressed up as Snape, but not just Snape, but Snape in his grandmother's clothing. I was just thinking that. Are we talking like, like normal that, Snape or? That would be the best thing ever. And actually, I think McGonagall would just use her animagus form just and cheat. Oh, yeah, no. She would... Yeah, that's that goes without saying. But She's at the Halloween party sitting on the table giving everyone admonishing looks as a cat. Yeah, pretty much. Or anyone who's... Uh, she would also probably be supervising the booze. Mm-hmm. And making sure the twins didn't get near it, actually. <laughs> I just picture one of them going to the punch bowl. And the... <sighs> yeah, and I tried to think what they would put in the punch bowl. I like how a lot of us Harmony shippers automatically default to both of them are still alive post-war. <laughs> I just like that out. I really do. I just... I'm. I'm also... Um, in a universe where Remus and Tonks are still alive. See, I'm okay with one of them dying, but not both. Like, well, I would rather Teddy had both his parents, because I think only well, having I, one of them would be shit. I, I, I agree. I think narrative-wise, it works for, for, for it, it works for one of them to die, but not both. Being Having both die is just, that's like, ow, why, 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 why? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I've got some feelings on that. Anyway. You know, we couldn't tell. 
No, I, I'm usually so you know even keel and don't give away my my emotions at all. <laughs> um, but yes, um, I think actually I was just thinking of like people who would and probably end up turning up at a Harmony Halloween party, and I think Katie Bell and Oliver Wood would just turn up as Quidditch players. Yeah. I could or, definitely see that. If they did anything else, it would be at Katie's behest. And even then, I think Katie would probably be pushing for Quidditch players too. Mm, wouldn't surprise me. They'd yeah. probably try to see if they could still fit in their Gryffindor kit. Ooh, that would be awkward. I mean, funny, but awkward. Mind you, I do think Angelina would probably rein in most of the worst of the Twins' bullshit. I guarantee at least one of the twins is losing an eyebrow at some point. Oh God, yeah. Just by well, just, fireworks, just, probably. Just sheer happenstance. Something's going to happen, and the only way we're going to be able to tell them apart for a week is one's missing their left eyebrow. Oh my God, that just reminds me of um, I. Most of uh, most of the listeners won't know, but on the uh, Discord, my profile pic is. Um, a picture of Merry and Pippin from the Lord of the Rings films with uh, the caption, mischief not quite managed. Um, <laughs> and I can that's, just see that. that that's pretty twins. accurate. <laughs> that, wow. Look, can you not just see that happening to the twins? Uh, okay, so uh, as far as I'm concerned, Merry and Pippin are somehow distant relatives of the Weasley family. Yeah, that would I'm, not surprise me. I'm just, I'm headcanon. Moving on. <laughs> anyway, right, we're supposed to be talking about harmony. Um, yeah, yeah. That thing, that what, thing that we do for this show. What else? Um, I think, I think one year somebody would probably end up getting Harry on a dare or on a bet or something. Uh, to dress up as as his own super uh, superhero, so whether it's Super Harry or Superman or something. Oh yeah, someone, some, but someone who is at least passingly aware of Muggle stuff. <laughs> so quite yeah, so more likely somebody like Dean or Seamus. Seamus, I, I I figured it would probably come from Seamus just because he seems like more of a prankster of out of the, those two particular ones. Hmm. Yeah. All I, uh, again, just I, I'm imagining a big ass Harmony Halloween party at Grimmauld Place, which let's face it doesn't even have to be decorated. No. <laughs> and it, yeah, it 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 already looks like it came out of Tim Burton's nightmares. And all I can imagine is somebody dressed up as like little kid baby Voldemort and some and somebody just doing the whole got your nose thing. Oh god. No. I know. It's 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 bad it's bad form in like nine different ways, but that's where my my mind went and I'm okay with it. The thing is a lot of my references are from too late for her mind she to have grown up with. Um I can't see them doing Star Trek. Although that's possible. Um, no, I, I read a fic one somewhere. I can't remember the name of it, but 
at the like everybody's been conspiring to try to get Harry and Hermione together, and at the end of it, when they finally do, you find out that Hermione is a big Trekkie. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. Oh, doc! They could do a Doctor Who. They should so do a Doctor Who. Okay, but only if Hermione Wynn is the fourth Doctor. Yes. And how? Well, Harry could potentially be. Um, I was going to say Romana, but no. But you know what I mean. Like one of the companions. Yeah. Um, well, let's face it, he could just go as um, the 10th Doctor, actually. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Okay, so let's let's talk about um, the fan art, actually. Yeah, fan art. I'm I'm good. That's not because I had that beer earlier. I'm not I'm not lagging. <laughs> hey, can I point out I am not today. I am being good, so see, I have my water. You're on it. You're stone sober, and I'm over here like, yeah, we should probably. Uh, <clears throat> Say things. So, yeah. anyway, so I was so, going through the uh, the fan art in the Discord, and there were a couple of ones I wrote down that I just thought were hilarious for various reasons. Uh, hmm. The first one I saw, uh, Jab did a Harry and Hermione as Batman and Catwoman. So, to okay, me being the comic guy that I am, latched onto that one. <laughs> oh my god, I've just seen. A really, really cute one um, of um, the M seven two eight Edgelord did um, of Harry as Ash from Pokemon and Hermione just speaking to you, saying, I choose you. That is adorable. And now I want to go play Pokemon. Uh, let's see here. Ari actually did one that was not only them in costume, but it's also gender bent. Ooh, okay. Where Hermione is Prince Charming and Harry is Cinderella. That's potential. Like that, she's done a couple of them. There's like two, I think two different images up that just are just great. Like I absolutely love her art to begin with. Mm. I got a kick out of those. Mostly because somehow she made Hermione look good with, you know, shoulder pads and epaulets. Mm. Oh, the one that I've just seen that I quite like is, uh, you know, we were talking about superheroes. Um, someone's done um, Harry is Ant-Man and Hermione is the Wasp. That's actually the next one I had written down. I loved that one. That is very cute. I love that. Um, so... And of course, there's way more art than this, guys. It's just what we're discussing right now because we, they were right up front. So, yeah, I'm just uh, looking. I'm just scrolling through it now. Um, oh, I've just found the um, one you were talking about with um, Batman and Catwoman. It's good, right? <laughs> I love that. Oh, wow. That reminds me of Tim Burton. I love that. Uh, the one that Bonsley did that they coloured um, 
by somebody called just uh, I like to look at your back on Tumblr don't know who that is but I love the way she's colored it and it just reminds me of Tim Burton cool okay do we want to get into the the Jillian Harmony stuff now yeah why not um oh yeah love that sorry I'm just too busy scrolling the art uh-oh fan, fan art hole. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about the fanfics. Okay. So, um, if I'm honest, I haven't had as much time to read fanfic as I would like recently. Um, so I'm not as up to date as I would like to be on this challenge. But um, the two that I have read that I really like, uh, and I will admit they are both by authors that I know, so I am slightly biased. Um, one of them is uh, Harry Potter and the Veil of Death by Lion's Bane 2210 now I have some some, try again some of an idea of some of the things that are going to happen so but I think that has potential to be really really interesting Um, but also if um, but I think let me just double check at the end of the second chapter um, Harry has basically bullshitted his way into Voldemort not actually hiding after the end of fourth year he's just Voldemort's just decided to come out blasting basically, Um, because he compared him to Grindelwald, and yeah. Well, yeah, that'll start Um, And basically said that he was basically just copying Grindelwald, um, and that sort of, and he was just sort of BSing and being a sassy little shit the way Harry is, except it sort of backfired massively um so yes i'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out cool and uh it's called harry potter and the veil of death sorry i'm jotting that one down so when i actually do have time to read again i can check that out yeah um the other one that i've read um, that I really like is um, Snitches and Astronomy Towers by Bipolar Mario, who's also on the cord. Um, so it's complete AU. You've got Lily as the potions teacher, uh, James as I think a, the um, flying teacher or transfiguration, I'm not sure. But James is one of the other teacher, uh, teachers. Um, and you've got the pair of them um, basically matchmate. Basically, the summary is James and Lily do some matchmaking for the generate for the younger generation with a twist. So, yeah, it's just it's too cute. And considering what Mario normally writes uh, is not my thing, just because dark harmony is. I like my fic sweet and fluffy, and you know not too 
not too dark, especially at the moment. Um, although the his fic, the Nightmare War is um, really good. Yeah. Um, I, I like dark with a purpose, and not hmm. just dark for the sake of being dark. Yeah, I mean to give his fic the full title, it's Harry Potter and the Nightmare War. Um, but it is he doesn't do anything. It's not dark just for fun. It's dark for a reason. Um, but yeah, it's um, just because what he normally writes is so dark and not my thing. The fact that he's done this really cute, fluffy one shot is just like, oh my god, I love it. Just in con in contrast, it's really sweet. Um, but we also have one that I've started to read, but I basically need to wait for it to get past one chapter, is there's one called Another Different Halloween by Night of Knee 69 over on fanfic.net. Um, which I think has potential. Um, I also need to, there's one called Sliding Doors by Petrificus Sunwaters, um, who's also on the cord actually, um, as is Avax, who's written respective counterparts. Uh, again, need to be, read both of those. Um, and there's also one called I'll Bring Back Your Love in Seven Days, which I really need to read. Um, but yeah, there's um, all sorts of bits that you can find. Um, there's also um, Cracked Mirrors um, by Master Chaos One. Um, and those are the main ones that I can see on AO3 and fanfic.net. Awesome. And we'll make sure to uh, provide the links to those on the, the blog post for this episode. Yeah, I was going to say, I've got them open in front of me. So, you know, I <laughs> it took me way too long to try and find them. But, you know, that's what happens sometimes. So, yeah, there are, there's a lot of potentially good fic, but because life happens, there's um, not many... Um, there's not many chapters up yet, so um, I think we will get, we may get more stuff after Halloween, I don't know, but obviously it's not going to be eligible. So let's dive into some, some parallels between Jillian and Harmony, because they're, on the surface there's a lot in common there, but I, I feel like the differences get more profound and, and the deeper we go into the relationship. Mm. Um, well, I know when we were talking pre-show, we were discussing the fact that we don't actually know very much about Lily at all. So um, we know that she was um, red hair, green eyes, bit of a firecracker, um, and she sacrificed her... Um, sacrificed herself to save Harry, and she was good at potions. That's pretty much what I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, there, um, there's... Oh, the no, constant... I, she was head girl on top of her class, I think. Yeah, there, there, there's that constant comparison to Hermione in the best witch of her, brightest witch of her age kind of potential there. Hmm. 
So, um, but also, um, we don't know because she was such a um, firecracker. We don't know if it was, you know, the trope of the redheaded personality, but we also don't know if it was like Hermione in that when you piss her off, you know about it. See Malfoy in third year. Yeah, so, for me, um, I always kind of saw the, the parallels between, like, I don't think any one of either one of them is an exact copy. Of, no. of James or Lily, I know there's a lot of this is kind of a an overarching trope that gets used in a lot of fan fictions where Harry is essentially like you know a carbon copy of James. Except and he we, isn't, and but, we just kind know. of we kind of graft on these these things we know about Lily to to Jenny as they yeah. exist in in fiction. Um, I've always felt that Harry had a was Harry had more of Lily than was readily available <laughs> that was readily apparent pardon me hmm. yeah no i absolutely agree with you i think because we don't know there's so much we don't know about them um it's i think it's just an easy thing to do to make them like harry um so but um yeah it's i mean Hermione would prob might well have been head girl if she went back. Um, Harry obviously was unlikely to be head boy um, in, in like a normal school year. Obviously not in a Voldemort controlled school. That would be interesting. Yeah, in, um, a, in a Voldemort controlled school, he would be head boy in that his head was mounted on a pike. Yeah, pretty much. But like in a normal year, you would have Hermione's head girl. Very probably, and Harry could be head boy because he's got that charisma and the leadership the same way that James had, um, at least as far as we know. Um, and yeah, I think he would be listened to, um, especially after James had, so we're told, matured. Um, because obviously we saw him in fifth year and he was a little shit. Yeah, I, I think that's something about James as a character that gets forgotten a lot, and is that he did see quote unquote see the error of his ways and and grow mm. as an, as an individual, and it, it, it's at that point that he and Lily became a thing, as opposed to yeah. he was just a shit all along, and she went along with it. I, 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 there's there's a lot, there's a lot of cognitive dissonance that goes on within, in in the fandom regarding James and Lily. Yeah, no, because I think they specifically said that she only started going out with him after he pulled his head out of his ass. Yeah, like she was like, come talk to me when you get your, head, your shit together. And he's like, oh, crap, I should probably do that. Yeah, but also, I think, didn't they, is it actually canon, I can't remember off the top of my head, um, that he asked her out basically every year until she said yes. I don't know if it was every year, but I know I, I know there was a uh, it was a repeated thing. Because there's certainly a trope um, that you know he met her at eleven and basically fell instantly, um, which is one of the things that people like to do with um, harmony as well. Is they sort of meet at eleven and they 
you know, instantly, um, Harry instantly falls in love, even though certainly in canon with his background, he probably has no idea. Yeah. Um, let's face it. Well, uh, I, I think there's a there's a there's two schools of thought there. There's the there's the one trope where it's like, well, we just need, we need them to be together so they're in love, which works on the surface if you're doing like a fluff mm. one shot kind of thing. If there's not a whole lot of depth you're exploring there, mm. the other side of that would be the I won't necessarily say it's a trope, but it's it it is used as a literary device. In a lot of a lot of fix wherein magic has a kind of sentience if you will mm. and knows when to pull people towards one another yeah which I, I i like as as a device i just don't think it's always flushed out the way it should be yeah or well, there's always you know fate and all that kind of thing as well yeah which uh. again it not necessarily bad in and of itself but depending on how it gets used yeah, and there's also things like soul bonds and, you know, all that kind of... Well, there's very... I've seen various fics where you get goddesses and gods and death and... Um, there was one that I was reading the other day and I cannot remember what it was. Um, might have been um, Harry Potter and the Angry Grim Reaper, actually. I can't remember. Um, where you get the Greek gods, so you get the the Greek fates and things like that involved as well. Um, hmm. Yeah, we'll just have to add this to the list of fics you're supposed to send me that I'm supposed to read at some point you know, <laughs> before the world ends. Oh God! Well, sorry, we're nearing we're nearing election then. time <laughs> in the US, and I've just my stress level is high. I'll just say it that put it that way. Anyway. Yeah, um, I think you better get reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've got a one-year-old now too, so I mean, I got I got to find a balancing act here. So, question: mm. with regards to Jillian Harmony, let's say we live in a in a world where James and Lily never died. Who do you think plays a little bit of a matchmaker when it comes to to Harry and Hermione? Is it more James or more Lily? I think it possibly depends on their jobs because it depends on which of them has access to them. No, um, okay, I'm just just in, in in the in the sphere of as parents they see these two. Which one? Who who, who do you think's kind of doing the the mental math on on them already getting together? I think Lily will spot it first. I think James will possibly the, be the one to possibly do something about it but also bring in Sirius. Oh, yeah. No, that goes without saying. We mentioned that in the, the Tropes episode. Like, Sirius would be, like, the number one champion of, of Harmony. Yeah. But and everyone else would say, But I think Lily would definitely spot it first, but I think James would be more prepared to do something about it because he would do it as a sort of a prank, but not, if that makes sense. I could see him setting up a certain, certain, especially with Sirius involved, setting up mm. some circumstances that led to. I, I, you, I guess you could call. Please, it I think I wouldn't interfere until they already like each other. Yeah, no, he wouldn't interfere. He, he wouldn't be you know, trying to orchestrate it. It would be more like he would. He would know when to give them a push. 
Yeah, so say um, charmed mistletoe or something. Yeah, um, he, he he would be the one to to give Harry the push because we both know Harry would be, would be kind of self conscious and and doubting and. Well, the thing is, we don't. Just, we just, don't. We don't know that because I think Harry raised by James and Lily would be a very different kettle of fish um, to one raised by the Dursleys. True. So true. I think he would be more confident in himself. I see. I think he would be more, he would be more confident in himself, but he would be he would be He's a still little a teenage he, boy, so he would still be scared of rejection, and especially coming from his best friend. I, I think it has more to do with with the best friend piece of it. I think he'd be more concerned about losing something. Mm. Than, than gaining something. So I, I think he, he would be the one that needs that push and yeah. Hermione would be the one that's just kind of waiting for it to happen. Like, seriously, do I, am I going to have to do this myself? And the answer to that is always yes. Yeah. Um, but also, how would they do it? I mean, I wouldn't entirely surprise me if um, they... A bit like that um, fic, An Assault on the Senses, uh, where you've got half of Gryffindor Tower uh, trying to get um, Harry and Hermione together, but they yes, do it using... Yeah, that, I think that, that's the one I was talking to you about, because one of the last chapters they mentioned Hermione being a Trekkie. I can't remember. I'll have to reread it. I'm, I mean, I'm... I need to reread that fic. Because is isn't, isn't it the one where they keep trying to use all the different spells to in, you know play on their senses? Yes. Yes. That's the one. Okay. I, we, uh, sidebar, we got to talk about that fic for a second because there's a moment in it that I just laugh my ass off. I just love that it's everybody trying to get them together. That's one of my favorite, I think. Oh, yeah. No, sorts I, of fics. I love that it's it's everybody trying to get them together, but there there's a moment... I, I, Total total spoiler because I am going to give it away here, but just the way it's written is so great because they 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 do that spell where each of them gets that little jolt whenever they touch they whenever they touch each other. Yes. And right as they're going into the Gryffindor common room, Harry reaches back and like basically kind of pulls up the hem of Hermione's shirt and touches the small of her back, and everybody's behind them and they all just kind of collectively stop like, "Holy shit! Did we just see that?" Yes. <laughs> Love that. One of the most laugh out loud moments in, in, that I've had in fanfic because it's there's so much of it that's from Ron's perspective. So seeing Ron as trying to get them together is just hilarious in and of itself. Yes. But to have him be the one that's like, holy shit, Harry just groped Hermione in, in the common room. What the hell? Love it. I, lo I love that fix. So definitely go back and, and, and reread. I think I may go reread it now just because that, that's been in my head for a while. Yes, love that fic. Um, but yeah, also, um, I think that a bit like that, I could see James and Zarius doing like a series of things to try and get them together and some of them not work. So like, for example, shoving them in a broom cupboard and locking it, um, for example. Which would definitely be a serious thing. Yeah, but what they would just end up doing is just sitting and chatting until somebody let them out um, while not having kissed at all. They would just be sort of sat there. 
Yeah, like they they both have enough innate anxiety and self control that I think it would just turn into well, they're just going to sit there and talk. Mm. And I can just imagine Sirius being so disappointed when the door gets opened and they're just in their respective corners. Yes, <laughs> just just visually crestfallen. <laughs> And then he has to sort of try and cover it up very quickly so they don't spot it. During this whole, you know, prank epidemic of them trying to get together, I definitely think Hermione's aware of what's going on. I think she wouldn't... I think she wouldn't be to start with, but I think she would be... She would twig quite quickly. Yeah, I think, like, you know, two failed attempts in, and she's like, wait a second. Mm Mm-hmm. Harry, being emotionally done, being the emotional dunce here, probably wouldn't get it until about five seconds before he kissed her. Yeah, or possibly not even then. He he would suddenly trigger afterwards. Well, yeah, Especially. it's like he he would get it, he would kiss her, and then his brain would go offline. And then sometime within the next twelve hours, he'd be like, "Whoa." <laughs> yes, and then. Probably yeah. get Hermione in on a prank war to on his dad and Sirius to try and get them back. Have you ever seen the movie uh, Groundhog Day? No, I keep meaning to. Okay, there's a moment in Groundhog Day where uh, Bill Murray's character has a, has a legitimately romantic evening with Andy McDowell, right. and then tries to recreate it the next evening, and just everything is incredibly awkward. Because he's like he's trying to land the same way whenever they fall in the snow, or he's trying to you know make sure this line of conversation goes exactly right. I feel like that would probably work. <laughs> that that's exactly how it would be after Harry clued in. Yeah, probably. Oh God, but also I can I just want kind of want to see pissed off Hermione pranking whether it's James and Sirius or Sirius and Remus or whatever. Oh, I, I, I absolutely think that Hermione and Lily as a, as a prankster duo. Oh, hell. <laughs> would be terrifying. That could be fun, actually. Like, I, I would just love to see the two of them get one off on Harry, Sirius, and James and just be like... And Remus, probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Add Tonks in. Oh God! Now that this is this is like Family Feud now. <laughs> Do it. This is just, yeah. No, that would that would be painful. <laughs> and then, actually, depend. I I don't know quite why I like the ship so much, but Sirius and Amelia Bones. Um, yeah, and that's you've one just of those. Got... That's one of those accepted fandom ships that, like, I don't think anyone really knows where it came from or why it became so popular it's just kind of there yeah i don't know i don't know why it just tickles me slightly that you've got the a potentially ex-prisoner and the head of the dmle yeah you've got you've got the rule you've got the habitual rule follower and the habitual rule breaker and somehow they balance each oh, other look we've got james and lily and also harry and hermione hmm. mm-hmm. funny that but, you know, opposite, opposites attracting, that's, you know, two people who obviously hate each other and only really get their shit together when they're trying to help the third person they, know, they, all, they all know. Yeah. Well, the thing is, opposites attract pulls up all sorts of, bull, well, potentially bullshit. Um, 
there's a there's a, there's a threshold uh, for that. Like there, there's a, there's a threshold. Like anybody who's ever anybody who's ever been in a long term committed relationship, whether it's marriage, whether it's living together, whatever it is, knows that the exact same reasons that you love someone taken to the extreme are the exact same reasons why you want to kill them at some point. Mm. Like every, it's a universal truth. The same reasons you fell in love with this person are the same reason you want to hurt them later on. Mm. I can see that. But you can't, you can't flip that dynamic. You can't have it be like the same reasons I want to choke them are the same reasons I love them. That doesn't work. Doesn't work on the outset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, opposites attract, and also the Romeo and Juliet thing is, I think, part of the re- plus also port key um, is part of the reason why Draco and Ginny wasn't is such a thing i've i don't know that there's there's so many draco ships that i just i don't that i don't understand where i'm like did we just get like a like a roulette wheel of characters and spin it i mean the thing is draco and Ginny, i can sort of understand from the romeo and juliet point of view even though i don't think they ever interacted i think think their only interaction was probably the whole you've got a girlfriend thing Oh God! Really? I, th- I think that's probably their only direct interaction. Mm, yeah, but anyway, yeah. let's get back to the harmony thing. Yeah, it's not like we have a main topic we're supposed to be talking about here at all. But shit, where yeah. was I? <laughs> okay, so James and well, Lily. It's not exactly off brand for us to go on tangents, is it? No, it's not exactly. I, I, I would hope that by this point in the show, our, our audience is prepared for us to go completely off base while still managing to, to stay slightly on topic. Yeah. I, I, I think it's an endearing and charming character flaw for this show and not necessarily something that should get as frustrating as it may turn out to be for some people. No comment. That being said, I'm the guy who has to edit this, so damn it. <laughs> yeah, that thought did occur. So have fun with that. Oh, you, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would say something right now, except it's a spoiler for an episode that hasn't come out yet. So I won't. Well, yeah, you've already told me you're going to do it. So, you know. Yeah, but you haven't heard it. I'm not gonna. You should. You should. You... Everyone, please join me in trying to will Lauren to get past this hang-up she has of listening to her own voice. Just, just all the books and broom fans, just come together and just, just, just will that to happen. Kind of the same way we're still decades later, willing Harry and Hermione to get together. Just, just. just take <laughs> yeah, but that's f- what fanfic is for. So you know. Yeah, I know. But I can't, I mean, the idea of me writing a fic where you listen to our podcast is kind of, you know, on the nose. So power positive. That's a bit meta. That's so meta. You've got enough crap going on in the world. We don't need me to get that meta right now because it just, it wouldn't end well. Nobody needs to get that meta. Nobody needs to get that meta. I see you've never read a book, uh, never read a comic by Alan Moore. I know that name. I can't remember what uh, Batman. Uh, he's done some Batman stuff. You probably know him most for uh, the Watchmen or V for Vendetta. Right. Yeah. I was gonna say I know the name, but I'm comic. I mean, I have read comics, but it's not really my thing. Well, um, we're getting off topic. I have an entirely other show for that. 
Yeah, I was gonna say why maybe I should come on the comic um, episode at some point, and you can try and com- you can try and convert me. Uh, challenge accepted. <laughs> I, I, I need a new co- I need a new co-host for that show anyway. So, everyone, let us know in the comments for this show if you think Lauren should join uh, the comic cast. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Anyway, so going back to, to, to Jillian Harmony and kind of the parallels, uh, there was a comment that I made back in episode two, our, our fan fiction tropes episode, where we talked, I talked about how, you know, it's just kind of weird that Jenny, all, all we know is that she looks basically just like Lily. Yeah, and, but also, well, I think it's discussed that she, because I think she's supposed to have brown eyes, not hazel. Otherwise, she would basically potentially look like Harry's sister. Because yeah. she looks like, if she had hazel eyes, then I believe she would be um, basically Lily with James's eyes, which is always a trope that people enjoy. If Harry has a sister, they enjoy making, sort of doing the reverse of Harry. Yeah, which I, I mean from a genetic standpoint that possibility but then we're, we're looking at a family of entirely recessive traits so what do you know um entirely recessive traits which, which i'm referring to the, i'm referring to the weasleys um, yeah <laughs> anyway so I, I guess i have an issue with that from a visual standpoint because i know there's there's the there's the saying that was it was it all women, all women marry their fathers kind of thing where it's where it's you, you look for those kind of behaviors that were modeled for you mm. and uh, yes there's a certain credence to that but i think the fact that all of that behavior stuff was tacked on way too late in the story mm. that it was just where it, everything is hung up on the fact that she looks just like your mom and there's an episode of fraser <laughs> that that deals with this where he's dating this woman that looks just like his mother and like the second he realizes it, he's like oh nope 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 <laughs> yeah well there's a whole um thing about that in um i think sort of um speaking of crack fix as we were at some point uh, harry potter and the sword of gryffindor that legendary crack fic um and there's this whole scene in the first, I think, two chapters or so, um, where he twigs quite how much Ginny looks like his mum, and it just makes him want to puke. And it's sort of, yeah. But also, I think that particular trope is, or not trope, that particular thing is more based on behaviours than looks, because if you it, date exactly. someone... Exactly. And that's also, what it is like. I, don't think Harry is that much like Arthur. Exactly. See, so it's this it's this flipped dynamic that just kind of shows how surface value the 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 Ginny Harry relationship is. Where like if you delve past about six inches deep, everything kind of gets really. So I, trying to hang that on visuals just gets really really weird and. It's just, it's just, it's just weird from a storyline perspective. Mm, yeah, it's just, just that goes into Oedipus complexes, and that just goes weird. 
Yeah, I, I think. And also, actually, if you were going to do the, um, you know, like the relationship you grew up with, um, then Harry would go for something more like Vernon, uh, Vernon and Petunias, which is even worse. Oh, great! So he would end up dating pet, you know, Pansy Parkinson. No, bad. Just. It's, I no. think it's appropriate that we, you know, gotten to the creepy part of this episode for Halloween. <laughs> Yeah, that's just. Yeah. The then, again, oh well, you know, we we ooged ourselves out. It was fine. Yeah, but also it's, you know, it's it it makes about as much sense as Hermione Draco actually. But um, the thing is, we know nothing. It's a bit. It Harry and Pansy would make about as much sense as. Harry and Daphne, except we know less about Daphne Greengrass. Which, in, so. which oddly enough, somehow makes it more acceptable because there's there's more to work with there in terms of an opening instead so, instead of just, well, let's find some way to make that work. Mm, yeah, but don't. I just don't understand. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying I don't understand. All right, yeah. so. So, so final thoughts here. What is Lily's reaction to Harry and Hermione dating? Finally, actually, probably. I think her her main her main thing is going to be that Hermione pushes Harry. Mm. Well, the thing is, they make each other better. So Harry makes Hermione less rule bound. Um. And Hermione sort of slows him down and makes him think. Um, so he doesn't just go headfirst into something that could go horribly wrong. So I think they, it, as we've said before, it's that thing of they make each other better. They balance each other out. It's a healthy relationship. It's, and I also think that they probably didn't get together until if they're going to do it in Hogwarts seventh year, but they might not work it out until, you know, a few years later, which is why I do think that Lily's reaction is pretty much going to be finally. And James's reaction is going to be, Oh, Frank, fuck that worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. See, I, I always see them getting together you know, in, in the Hogwarts era, of course, towards the end of it. Yeah. I keep thinking of all these just, like, hilarious circumstances where Harry and Hermione get caught, and it's, it's like, obviously, Lily would be the heavy in, in a particular situation. Like, let's say they're caught in Harry's bedroom. Let's just, yeah. let's just say that. The door flies open. James and Lily are standing there. Hermione shrieks. Harry hangs mm. his, head, his, his head. James is going to bust a gut laughing. Yes. Like, immediately. <laughs> and Lily's probably trying not to corpse, actually. Yeah. Lily is probably just, like, trying not trying not to lose it. Someone's going to have to worry about how, how to get Hermione off the ceiling. <laughs> James is just laughing his ass off. <laughs> he's, he's absolutely no help to his wife in this, in this circumstance. Yeah. I mean, she's she's probably gonna have to leave the getting Hermione off the ceiling to Harry um 
So, because they'll just say something along the lines of, we'll see you downstairs in five minutes. Um, <laughs> and leave a timer so, you know, they actually get downstairs. YouTube, downstairs, now. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, you know, sort of keeping it fairly calm, but also trying not to laugh. We will see you two downstairs uh, once you've straightened yourselves out. And then leave before Lily pisses herself. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think like the second the door closes, Lily will, Lily will do that thing where she starts to laugh, where, even though she doesn't want to laugh because James is laughing so mm. hard. Yeah, but also it's sort of laughing at just the whole, not surrealness, but just the awkwardness and also just the, just laughing to get over the nervous, not nervousness, but you know what I mean. You know, there, there's a certain emotional weight there that I think we will be playing at her end of the reaction. Again, I, I think James is just going to be like, he's not going to let Harry live that down ever. That story would get told at he and her, at he and Hermione's wedding, <laughs> and probably to their kids as well. Oh yeah, which yeah. okay. Now it's now final final thoughts because <laughs> we like to, we like to put codas on our episodes apparently. Mm. Right. Then, so with harmony with harmony's childrens. Oh God! I didn't need my heart. <sighs> Right. Um, I just think that Harry would be slightly different, but not very much different. I think being raised by James and Lily, um, I do think that. But they... Um, I just think that it's... I think they would love it. I think they would love that Harry's happy. They would love that they challenge each other, they balance each other. I think that, um, you know, I just, yeah. Don't know what else to say, really. <laughs> okay, there we go. So uh, I think we're going to go ahead and, and wrap it up for this, you know, Harmony Halloween special. Uh, don't forget, you guys will probably be getting a new episode uh, tomorrow. <laughs> so happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. See you guys next time. Books and Brooms is a HMS Harmony production released in association with Hall of Justice. Music and themes by James O'Dell. Books and Brooms is a fan experience not intended to infringe upon existing trademarks. All works are the property of their original creators. Harry Potter, created by J.K. Rowling. Wizarding World characters and associated media are copyright of Warner Brothers Entertainment. All rights reserved. <laughs>